When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $400 off. Just say Coach Collins sent me. Coach Unplugged sent me and they'll take really, 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 really good care of you. Trust me. Also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, You're going to want to check it out before prices increase. You know, it's just that things happen. (laughs) Coach Collins has only got so many hours in a day. Go over and check it out. It's got the roadmap. It's got everything that you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop. You know, if you're looking for clinic videos, if you're looking how to break a one, three, one, if you're looking how to run a zone offense, if you're looking how to, to pick an offense, if you're looking for anything, it's got it there for you. As I hit my microphone. Oh, well, um, it, you know, and it also helps us pay the bills, helps us keep all these podcasts, um, the high school hoops and five minute basketball coaching podcasts and funnel down and all these things free to you. Um, teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So um, we'd love if you went over and checked that out. And let's head off to the podcast. Trying to do my math. Let's see, 12, is it 10 o'clock on Monday? No, what time is it? 10.30 on Monday, Coach Cooper? It is my 10.30 on Monday. But I've got a day off today, so it made it easy. Oh, okay. I'm going. All right, I'm doing my math. It's 15 hours. That means it's 10-something in the morning. Okay, I'm just making sure I did my math right. <laughs> Yeah. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Doing what teachers I heard Greg, do. congratulations in order as well, right? Thank you. Yeah. It was uh it was quite a night last night. So um yeah, it was it was it was nice. It was long. It was possibly the longest banquet I've ever sat through. Started at four and got I think we left the parking lot at like quarter to ten. So oh, wow. Yeah, it was a long, long, it was a long banquet, but it was, yeah, it was nice. It's, um, 
Yeah. It's nice to be recognized by your peers, but you know, it's like, I'm, I'm like a small portion of the reason we've been successful, but it's nice. It was, it was fun to sit with the table with all my coaches. That was the best part of the whole evening. Um, yeah, yeah cool. you know, sitting, tell war stories kind of thing, you know, how that works, you know, tell the same <laughs> stories over and over again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, you know, I, I saw, do you ever play? I, did, I I saw something recently and I thought of you, but I don't know what the name of the drill was, but it was definitely one for the, your younger kids where, and I had never seen this and I just, I thought I had seen everything with the younger kids, but they put out a bunch of cones and then yep. one, half of them try to push them down. The other try to have, try to push them yep. standing up, but they got to dribble while they're doing it. Correct. And is, I mean, it's, I don't think that's shark and minnows though. Um, no, it's, it, there's a lot of uh, variations in that, whether you start with all the cones down and you dribble to, um, it's sort of like shark and minnows and the coach can go around and try to try to tag you while you're trying to turn the cone over. Oh, that's a good idea. But the, it was seemed like, it seemed like there was, it seemed like it was a team thing, like team red and team blue. So team red was trying oh, to tip gotcha. them over and tip team blue was trying to put them back down. up yep. while they're dribbling. Yep. And then you yep. went for like two minutes and then you stopped. It was just, it, it was an interesting twist on a game. Yep. I kind of seen, but I had not seen it. Like it wasn't really capture the flip. I mean, it was just interesting because you have to keep your head up when you're doing that dribbling drill. So it was interesting. I thought of you when I saw it, I don't remember where I saw yep. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a different like twist. Yeah. It was a different cool. twist to yeah. a game, um, to keep it entertaining. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. I don't know what it was called. I should have stopped what I was doing, but I'm sure it came on a feed or an email or I don't know where I saw it. Um, <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> um, all right, do you have questions for me tonight? This is kind of an open forum. You do this every couple of weeks. So if people have questions, they can just jump in. Um, if you've got any, I'm um, willing to. Yeah. No, I, I'm trying to think of, we've been sort of on, a, we've been on school holidays. So whenever there's school holidays, there's no basketball. Um, okay. So we, we're getting back into it this week. Um, where again, my, me and my assistants trying to get around to all the new coaches. That's going to be our task for the next, next several weeks, just to get them. Um, and what do you board. do when you um, do that? That intrigues me. What do you do? Like, like, so I'm a new coach and you come, what, what is the objective and what do you do? Yeah. So part of it is to get a background where they're from, what, you know, um, do they have any experience um, trying to get on the radar where they need help? Is that from zero or do they have some um, some basketball experience where we can um, um, jump right in? But that's also based on, on what what kids they have. And so okay. I told you this, I think, before you get on court and you have expectations, what you're going to do. And then you usually OK, no. right on the baseline, I guess what you see is not what you think. So. Um, trying to, trying to get, um, an idea on how much time they're going to need to try to get up to speed. Um, okay. So you're evaluating, really, you, also, yes. you have a difficult task in the sense you're evaluating two things. Yeah. You're evaluating the players and how, yep. what, where, where they are on a scale, but then you're also evaluating the knowledge of the coach. Correct. Correct. 
and you can you can do a bell curve and, and know where most of those new coaches land. So um, okay, don't start talking normal us, curves yeah. or bell shaped curves, or I'll start geeking. Yeah, with, with the, <laughs> and a couple of standards. So you're saying there, there are a couple of standard deviations above or below the mean. I'll start I'll start geeking out. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I can get pretty close with, with okay. new coaches. Okay. And what about the players? Is there a wider standard deviation or spread for the players? Um, yeah, that's a good one. It's easier for the coaches, for the kids. Um, you, I, I find you typically, um, have some that have played before and have some that haven't, but, um, yeah, the spread, can it be is. Big. Yeah, it, it is. We have a lot of, um, kids that play AFL footy here. Um, and so now a lot of them are looking for a second, um, sport to, to help develop their peripheral and, and uh, eye hand coordination type stuff too. So we, we get some good athletes, but haven't played basketball before. So it's quite unique in that as well. And what's that? What, and that's soccer football is what you're talking about. Oh, uh, no, AFL football. You haven't seen it. I'll have to send you some links. We just had what we call our grand final or super bowl where the only thing I can lighten it to Australian rules football is ultimate Frisbee. All right. Okay, I know what ultimate Frisbee is. Yep. So once you, if you, you, you can move the ball by a hand pass and that's punching the ball forward or by kick, you cannot throw like in rugby. It looks like rugby. It's cool to throw. Yeah. Nah, but you go, rugby goes like, like, um, gridiron. So it goes north, south for a better term. Okay. AFL goes three sixty. So you can run backwards, forwards, you can go, you can do what you like. But the guy, so if you kick the ball by foot to somebody and they, they call a mark or they catch it, from there, the defender cannot go past that line and the person who caught the ball can go back as far as they like to kick it. Wow, this is right? a big deal. Holy cow, Lexus is one well, of the sponsors. Holy so, cow. Yeah, if you, if you come down here, you'll be going to a game. So like on um, Friday, they had the grand final, they had 100,000 people there. No. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, well, it's, huge. it's like in Ireland, they have Gaelic football. Gaelic. Gaelic. Similar. So a lot of these guys play Gaelic, and it's very similar to that. Yep. But with a pointed ball, so you don't know where it's going to bounce. Yes. yes. Yeah. Just a, a whole different – like I consider myself a sporty person. Yeah, yeah. I had an Irish yep. uh, an Irish coach on like my podcast maybe a year and a half, two years ago, and he's explaining this like, what? Like I know, I know rugby. I know cricket. I know like – this is a whole different – and this league's been around, what, 20, 30? 125 years was founded, 125 there years. There you go. Holy yeah, a long time. Cow. So it's been around, been around a long, long time. So what Do you have like a Yankees? Do you have like a premier, like a team that always wins? Well, they, 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 have, um, um, they have teams that have been up there for, for years, and mine hasn't. The, the last grand final, my team won was 95, the, of course, the, uh, the year before I come down here. So okay. we haven't seen much success. But um, um, there are dynasties. Geelong, which is a suburb of Melbourne, um, have a team, and they won on Friday. They just and won. won. Yeah, I see that. I see yeah, I'm yeah. on Wikipedia, and it says Carl. Look at the score. And- this, it wasn't even a game. It was over in the first quarter. They smashed. Oh, crazy. Them. It goes. It goes. Uh, Carlton and S. Esseldon. Esseldon. Essendon. So Carlton. They, have, they team. have. Yeah, they have sixteen. They, those two have sixteen championships between the two. Correct. Correct. So Carlton traditionally has been a um, 
a good um, a good team over the years. So yeah. So okay, I'll, so I'll kids, have to send you some kids want, yeah, yeah, send me some sport. links. So kids like playing that. That's your competition. It's our biggest sport. So and it's funny too because it started in Melbourne, where rugby's big in Sydney and in Brisbane. Um, <clears throat> even though there's teams in Sydney and Brisbane, Melbourne's the home of football, um, AFL football. So in the okay. old days, they would have had maybe six teams all based in Melbourne, and then it became a national sport. But I think if you Google it, too, you'll find teams that play AFL football in America. They have teams over there that actually play. And what are you, what are you looking for in a player? Speed? It, and, and... Uh, speed. So they're like um, – they're not big. They are conditioned. They run, uh, I don't know, up to 10 kilometers a game. So it's fitness, um, speed skill um being able to um to jump so we have guys that get the you can pick get the ball kicked long to them towards the goal they got to be able to leap there's a guy named um what's his name they call him tex there's a guy that um played basketball in texas is playing for a collingwood um team down here and he hasn't he, i mean they had to bring him along he's played for the last few years but to try to kick a pointed football um is is a bit difficult uh, you see a lot of the punters now in um in nfl kicking it over almost on a point now because they can guide it like they do afl football instead of torpedo shape right so a lot of torpedo for distance but height they kick it on the point and they can they can place the ball in certain spots so we we have punters that are kickers or afl football players that come over and play co collegiate ball as punters so yeah it's a different game we're we're not boring Dan, are we? Because that's one thing too. Dan was I. Dan was I don't know. I I I tried to get Dan on, but he was um I don't know something was going on, so I don't know. Um, oh, okay. he'll he'll jump no, in. I, it's it's all right. Um, okay, so that's your competition. So when do they get them playing that? AFL. So they have a twenty-two week season. Can you imagine? And no pads. So a lot of um, AC. No, but when do the little kids start playing it? Like when's when? Oh, do you, when do you five. start playing that as a kid? Five. Really? five. They, they'll have. Yeah, they'll have. Um, um, what do they call it? There's a huge program around. Um, AFL has a huge pro program for kids when they start, and um, they get them entrenched into the sport. Um, so I'll get guys that have to leave my practice as rep players to go play football and that's okay. So basketball's always been the third and fourth sport. It's not the other way around. Is soccer so, the second sport? Um, yeah. Soccer's big, of course, soccer being the global one. Now I would say netball here. So if you watch netball, which is basketball, no dribble ish, um, netball is huge. It, that's a Commonwealth sport. So um, I'll get some net girls that play netball are quite, quite good with, with um, how to pass the ball flat, um, though they don't dribble. You catch and turn and pass, catch and turn and pass. And no backboard, so the hoop is just playing on a pole. So that's a different sport as well. Again, cultural. No, again, so I'm just trying to figure yeah. out who your competition is for long-term. Oh, soccer, soccer, AFL, um, definitely netball. So you got to basically, um, what have they done that you can steal? Like, I mean, what systems do they have in place? Yeah. Is um, it money? Is see, it money? Yeah. Money advertisement. So, of course, on the television, I don't see a lot of basketball, Victoria, or NBL. 
Um, I think the best thing that ha happened for basketball was the um, was the Olympics when the Australians beat the U.S. Um, we had Patty Mills and a lot of Joe, um, oh, what's his last name, played played for Salt Lake. So we have some really good players that come out of that. Um, and that has spiked, and COVID has definitely spiked. We've got, like I said, we've got 21 new teams. Where I just saw a thing: we've now have over 800 kids. So it's it's. So why does why did COVID help you? Why wouldn't it help the AFL? Great question. I I think people wanted their kids out of the house, um, and um, trying to get them back into some kind of sport. I think that the kids are the parents were afraid. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and what we're finding now, though, is um, because we're, we're a year-round sport, um, we're getting a lot of burnout now from parents, from kids, from just – it's just a different um, – um, even though they're, they're all coming out, everybody seems to, when you look at them, be really tired, <laughs> for a better word. So um, um, we, we break – where are we? We've got domestic. We've got um, um, one one domestic going now. We've got another one that's just starting. That'll finish around Christmas time, and then everybody's off of Christmas holidays over that time. And back in February when um, school comes back in. Okay. So then we're full on again for the whole whole year. And does AFL and so, soccer yeah, play year round? Um, AFL just finished, but they'll again they'll start up before Christmas and start to get. Um, They'll start to get practice in, um, trades, all that. And then uh, March, begin uh, first week in March, it starts again, and it goes until September. So it takes a big chunk out of, um, out of, out of what we do. Right. But we don't, like I said, we don't need any more kids. We don't have enough venues to play. We don't have enough practice <laughs> venues. We don't have enough You don't need more um, kids. Courts. You don't just need more kids. Yeah. Nah, no, not at the moment. You need the right kids. Not at the moment. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think you want some of those AFL kids and some of those soccer kids to play basketball at five well, or six. You, you or seven. do. You, you, yeah. you do. They're, they're, I, I have some now that play both sports, and you know how you have sporty kids, and they can play anything. Right, um, and the thing is the sporty kids, if they all of a sudden like start liking basketball, they'll bring their friends along with them too. And that's what's happening now. We, we get kids that want to come to our um, – that we have to place in a team, but these two girls want to come and they want to play together. So I have to go to a coach and go, you got you got eight kids, do you want ten? Right. Um, and like we were talking before, some of these coaches think that a full team is eight, and I'm, I've got to break that ah. barrier down, right? Yeah. So, uh, eight, yeah, it's interesting. Eight, it's great if – I mean, I don't know how you practice with eight, but I guess it's like – I don't either. With the little yeah. guys. See, I, I, was say, I think I was telling you last time, all the all the rep clubs have 10. I actually had 11 one season, had to sit a kid in the, in the finals, which was hard. But right. we, they all play with 10. We all practice with 10. The other drama we have is because we have lack of courts, um, very rare does somebody get a full court practice. It's always half court because there's not enough space. So good luck trying to teach in space kids how to, how to do a full court press or, or transition or break. Or, so what we're trying to do now is marry up um, skill level and same age groups on the same court. So Yes, that's what we do in our youth when we have that problem too. Yeah. And then as you get older, you get more full court time if we have that problem. Yeah, um, true. So if you're like an eighth grader, we're gonna we're gonna find you some full court time. If you're a third yeah. grader, it doesn't yeah. matter quite as much. 
Um, yeah, because we, we've had that time too with you know get when things get out of sync and practices get out of sync or something. It's like yeah, but we we've done that too where you put two third grade teams together. Yeah, and then they can come. We, they can skill work for half of it, and then they can come back together and we yeah. do the scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we see that. Gore says, you know, we only practice once a week, so <laughs> trying to get. And you know what? I've got some coaches that are are paying for other venues where they can find them and doing twice a week. And the 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 amount of improvement is amazing. Just uh, adding one that. more. I did that you know? too. Yeah, I did that too. It's amazing what you'll do for your kids. You know. Yeah, I bought yes, a pitching yep. machine when my kid was into baseball. Like, and then I, oh, so I, did, wow. I bought the, I did the math on it, and I said, oh, I'll just, I couldn't find a pitching machine, so I, I, and everyone that was used was really expensive, so I go, I'll just buy one, use it for a year or two, and then I, then I, I basically yeah. didn't lose, I rented it for two years, is basically what I did, because then I sold it for what I bought it for, um, but yeah, it's I'll like show, it's, showing my age. Um, my dad had a cut down basketball bat with a rope through it, with a ball with a rope through it, and did one of the the swing things that went in a circle. Oh my and god! That's how old I am. Yep. Yeah. That's how we practice hitting. They yeah. they have we they got have, a, a pitching machine. Hey. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They have a. They have somebody markets something like that now. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't know what it's called. Oh, like wow. toss, it's not toss back. It's like a big metal thing, and it's like a tripod, and then it has a ball at the end, and then the ball goes around. Yeah. Oh, so your <laughs> dad should have marked, tra- trademarked that because he, he would have made a lot. He should have. Yeah, he should have. He should have. He took a, a few hitbacks too to the body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But he did. Dan, you got any questions? We're just we're we're just talking. We talked like, a couple weeks ago, so awesome. Hey, congratulations, coach. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Phenomenal. Great. Yeah. Good players. That helps. That helps a lot. Absolutely. (laughs) But thank you. Yeah. It was a, it was a quite, we were talking about before you were on. It was a quite a night. So it was good. Yeah. Good. Long, but, and I don't drink, but I had a couple drinks. I don't drink. It was a long night, like six hours at a banquet or five hours at a banquet. It's a long night. Yeah. It is a long night. I do have a question. You'll you'll be able to help me. You'll know that you'll know what the I, I call it. I call it the oh. I'm teaching man to man pressure, man to man. Okay. And I'm taking it from my high school days, which was probably uh, I'm 47 that long okay. ago. Okay. Uh, we I call it the open up drill, where my kids aren't opening up. They're not opening up with the right hand down through the lane. I don't like to see the back of their heads. Uh, like I tell them, if I see the back of their heads, they're not playing. They're not. So they're, they're so you're t- you're talking about pressuring the full court. You're talking about pressuring the half court. Half court, half court. Okay, just, half just court. A, just a drill I do, uh, okay. and I call it open up drill. But it's been so long, I don't know if you're familiar with that. 
if you could describe it, I mean, you're, you're talking about pressuring the ball in the half court. What I do, I have a coach at the top of the key. Okay. And I have my players on the side and I have somebody guarding, guarding and they have them cut through the lane and the person guarding is not allowed to not see the ball. Right. Yep. I'm coaching, yep. I'm coaching young kids. I'm coaching eighth grade. Yeah. So they got to keep their butt to the basket basically is what you're teaching. Hopefully. Yeah. So they see the ball the whole time through the right. whole. Yep. It's an introductory to the help defense and it's, yep. it's a stepping stone. Yep. I don't know if you've ever done anything like that or. No, I mean, I, I'd have to see exactly what you're talking about, but does the person just cut across the middle of the lane and then they just they, jam them or what do they do? They come, they come all the way. They make a full cut to the other side of the court with the coach on top with the ball and they need to see the ball and they got to open up. Oh, the so, the, so there's no defense. No, no, no. Oh, okay, it's, yeah, yeah. So they're cutting, and the, and the thing is, they'll turn their head. So correct, they'll turn their head yeah, the wrong yeah. way, and it, it's yeah, yeah. And will the coach it. throw it at them then, like to catch it? I no, I'll throw it to my other coach at the top. Okay, that way they're. I'm trying to get them to see the ball the whole time. The whole time. The yeah. whole time. And they'll turn, and all of a sudden they'll be facing the basket, and their back of their head will be facing yeah, you at the top yeah, of the and key. Yeah, if I see the back of your head, I'm gonna throw a dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, get one of those new soft dodgeballs. That that's what I'm gonna do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, don't get a hard one. I've got well, a few concussions yeah. in my day. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, butt to the basket is the way. In you know, if you're gonna see the ball, your butt should always be facing the basket. The same on defense. That's what I saw, thought you were talking about. But yes, I think that's a great drill. Right. I think Bobby Knight used to do a drill like that, where oh, he'd have man. them cut. He'd have them cut down from the top of the key, and then make they'd make like a a star kind of across, always seeing the ball, always seeing the ball. Yeah, um, because that's the problem is you don't want like <laughs> I always tell them the most important thing on the court is the ball. Correct. And then the second most important thing is me when I'm on the court. I just tease him about this. But I said, seeing where coach is with the ball is the second most important. But you should always see the ball, like, Correct. no matter what you're doing. Yeah. And what age What age are we talking, coach? Eighth grade, eighth grade girls. Okay. And, yeah, and so they can do that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think that's a great drill. I think that's a great drill. I would try to like, I would eventually try to put a defender in there when they're cutting across. Right. Cause that's what I thought you were initially describing. Cause then they'll have to change directions. Yes. Cause that's what you want them to do eventually is change, <laughs> change directions. Yes. Like, okay, here comes the defender. I got to cut higher. Well, I'm not going to turn. I still got to be able to see the ball. See the ball the whole time. Yeah. And then what I would do is eventually start throwing it to them as they're doing those cuts, but do it as a bounce pass because then they'll never get hurt. Right. right. You know, if you throw a pass, it might hit them in the side of the head. Right. Um, but if you throw a bounce pass, it misses them and misses them. And it's not going to hurt them. Yep. Um, and then that way, you know, hey, if you catch this as they're cutting across and you throw it to them, then they could, you know, they can cut, they can keep going. If they get the ball, they can keep going. Yep. Um, yep. I think that's no. I I've never heard that specific name for that drill, but I've, I think I've that's seen. what it's called. But it's been yeah, who knows years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. And, other, and so, and what's other, your progression on that then? So, what's your steps? What's your scaffolding? Well, adding on adding the defender or adding okay. the offensive person, uh, 
go from there. I just got to get in the habit of always seeing the ball. Yes. So what I would do is in any good drill, you want to scaffold or, or build things. So I would do the initial one and then I would add, you want to add an obstacle along the way, yes. um, you know, a defender or an offensive player or having to change directions or maybe two passes or something like that. Um, right. Cause then, cause what happens is if you keep running the drill after about two minutes to three minutes of a drill, you should leave it because my guess is they get really bored with it. Yes. Um, yes. And then that's when you add the obstacle. That's when you add okay. the change. The progression. That's a good the idea. Progression. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And what's your objective on that? Just so they uh, see the ball. To see the ball. Then I enter. I want to try to introduce them. They haven't had a lot of man-to-man defense shown to them when they're in the elementary. Uh, okay. So I'm kind of the coach. I'm the eighth grade coach. I need to teach them that before they get to the varsity. It's, yes it, yes it drives me nuts that they weren't exposed to it i exposed to them a little bit this summer they came off the court exhausted but boy they had fun right you know, with the ones that i had so i would build that progression as i would work on one-on-one just trying to keep the person in front of you and then i would go to two-on-two like no dribble i mean i would work on that especially if you're trying to eventually get to the point where they're playing some help side or you know, just basic man or whatever it is. Um, not right. even like a, you know, that you, I think that's the, I mean, my guess is if they've never played man, just keeping the ball in front of them is a skill. They that have, probably need. but not the way I'd like them. They're not where they should be at this point. Right. They're not they're jumping to the group. ball. They're not up the line. No, the they're ball, not two the passes moves, away. They got to move. They, they got to yeah. move. It's kind of yeah. like this. Yes. So that's where the progression from one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, I wouldn't even worry about five-on-five That's for a long way. But even if you play three-on-three and you make the three passers hold it for a five-second count, I mean, I do this with my guys. It's like I just want you to see the movement of where your feet need to go. Right. And it's the hardest part I find for teaching man is the movement when the ball is in the air. You know what I'm saying? So I'm passing from the top of the key to a wing. As that ball is passed, I should be moving. And most kids wait. That second of waiting will kill you. Absolutely. Unless you're super quick. Right, most, right. Most of my players aren't that quick. So, um, yeah, that that's the progression I'd work on. Because I think that will be a good um, – eventually, because I eventually want to be able to play five on five. And you want to know, like, here's ball side, here's help side, here's the help line, here's how you want your feet – where are we pushing? Are we pushing middle? Are we pushing baseline? Whatever you decide. Right. Um, I think that's, and they'll find that, they'll find that fun because it'll be, there'll be reps with it. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, right. Now, do you, do you, during your, I'll say during your shell drill, do you have your players say, I'm in help, I'm in help, I'm one pass away, I'm two pass yep. away? Whatever I'm terms at. you want to use, you want to over communicate them. So, you know, what we call ball, which is a silly, but we just do that. That's just one of our, you know, terms. Right. So when someone catches it, I just yell ball. So they know I got the ball. And then the rest of them know that they don't have the ball. I mean, whatever terms you want to come up with, like a handful of terms. um, Yes. I think, I think that's Yes. And do it with no dribble initially. Um, and make them hold it for like a 10 count or something like that. Um, 
So they, they yes, I, the communication, just whatever terms you come up with. Okay. Yes, I would 100 percent elementary for these kiddos. Yeah, but it's really not elementary. Shoot, I've been to college. I've been to they they all do that. They just the right. terms are just right. different. Yeah. Um, but no, that I would definitely do that. Um, yeah. on, on the pass, everyone should be saying something. Okay. That's, that's so, like, as I'm okay. So let's say we're doing three on three and the ball goes to the wing. I, you know, I'm, I'm yelling help side or I'm helping ball side or I'm helping helpline or I'm yelling ball or whatever you want your terms to be. Cause it's like, yeah. depends on the, on your thing. Everyone should be calling something. Um, yes. And if the word, if you don't know what to call, call, you know, help call defense, call the person you're defending's name, whatever. I just want them saying something. So initially you're training the talk part of it. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you know, sometimes we'll just, uh, when, when I've done elementary or the younger is like, like James, I just have them call when they're playing. Cause you, at the younger ages, it's like, literally I have them pointed who they're guarding <laughs> yeah. and then the ball gets moved. But I'll, I just have them called names, even like who's okay. who are you guarding? Like, so when the ball passes, just call who are you're guarding, call their name out. Something okay. simple like that, just because what you're doing is you're just giving them a muscle memory that can, talking is good. Um, right. right, right. And then once they get that, I mean, you can do whatever you want. We can make it funny and silly. And but with eighth grade girls, once they kind of get the initial, yeah, I. On your phone, you have a decibel thing. I want, I want, when you're playing defense, it's not a quad endeavor, is what I basically. Okay. I yeah. just want talk. Because I have some shy kids and then I have some, yeah, <laughs> some loud. Well, kids. and think about any gym. You know, we were talking about, we were talking about the AFL before with 100,000 people. If you're playing on that field, there is, that's like being a rock star. There's nothing that, like, if you're, because that energy, think about all the energy and where's the energy coming from? It's from the crowd. And what's the crowd doing? They're making noise. Right. So as soon as you get noise and communication in your practices, the energy level goes from here to here. It's like, yeah, again, there's been studies on it, but it's like, just, I'll do this in my classroom. I'll start clapping. Like I'll just start clapping and then right. I'll start clapping. And all of a sudden you just feel the energy level in my classroom go up and they go, why are you doing that? I go, because it's like a, like there's no energy in here come on we're like right you have excited. a tough one to teach you're a math right you do uh, math. yeah i teach statistics which isn't too bad but you're right but it's like but you can and then i then i'll tell them about the, i gotta find the study but i'll tell them about that and that's i said that's what you that feel that feel that energy that's what you know and that's what talking will do yeah like a quiet gym and then all of a sudden they just start talking i don't literally when the first week of practice, i don't care what they're saying as long as it's loud they can yell bananas. I don't care. Right. Because I just want the energy. And then eventually I'm going to teach them. Here's what you should be saying. So we're all using the same dictionary. Right. Um, there, yep. And there was an, there's another thing I'm trying to like that. I'm first year, first year paid coach. I've coached okay. youth elementary volunteer. Yep. Uh, when I played, my coach always had us when we, when we went to meet the person with a ball, we'd get in there, not get in their face, but we go, Hey, almost like a karate kaya. And right. I, he was kind right. of a, he wasn't a martial arts guy, but he had a lot of friends in the moment. So that was, you know, to throw them off and stuff. I'm going to try to teach them that. I, do you do that? What, when do, when my kids do my clothes, when we used to do our clothes outs, my coach would have us yell, go up and do Hey, now I don't know. 
I haven't seen. No, that. I think that's a, like it's it, it's almost like a it's all it's almost medieval. Yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's why we yell ball. That's why we yell ball. Ball. Right. Right. Just Same. because I'm on you, I'm just gonna yell ball. Right. Right. Yep. With your preferred pivot foot, the way I was taught, and I don't, I think I was taught this way. If I'm on the right side of the court, I do it today. If I'm playing pickup ball, if I get the ball on the right side of the court, my right foot is my pivot foot. If I'm the left side of the floor, my left just automatic. That's the way I was coached, and I want to say I was coached that way because. On a drive, I'm one step closer to that basket. Have you ever heard of that? I, I have, but I don't necessarily agree because okay. I think if you jump, you can use either pivot foot. Right. So I don't necessarily want to establish one if I don't have to because then it allows me to go both ways. But but you've heard you've heard. I have. I, I have. I mean, I don't. I don't I, I've never. I've never like. Yeah, I've never like stepped out and said that that you have to do that. Okay. Um, just, and 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 this is the progression of me as a coach. I just think I, I just think I don't want to put I don't want to say that because I don't know which one should be because you might have somebody and then all of a sudden you establish that and your openings maybe someone's cheating and taking that away. It's right. kind of like the whole layup thing. When I you know thirty years ago and I learned to shoot a layup, no one shoots a layup like that anymore. You shoot a layup with someone defending you, or sometimes you got to go up and move and sometimes you get so Adjust initially i understand you got to teach how to shoot a basic layup hey everybody hope you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe like jump up and down review do whatever you got to do um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better have a great sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.